Welcome to the second episode of Pussy Power. It's me, Angela, and if you're new here, I'm a 22-year-old college dropout. This podcast is about self-love, self-acceptance, self-empowerment, and of course, love, sex, and relationships. So welcome. Today, I wanted to dive deep into a topic that's one of my favorites, and that is having orgasms. Now, you might be wondering, all right, Angel, like, of all topics you could possibly have talked about, why orgasms? Well, orgasms are really interesting. First and foremost, a lot of people are cooped up in their own homes. And, you know, what better way to release stress and to release feel-good hormones in your body than to just, like, have a freaking orgasm, you know? I feel like if more world leaders had like really blissful moments of release in that way, I feel like that could definitely be one of the uh, biggest steps we could take to world peace. And I'm not kidding. Now, with that aside, I wanted to talk about orgasms, not for the sole fun of talking about it, but because there are so many layers to whether or not a person is able to achieve it. There are so many factors. I, you know, I grew up in a really conservative Christian country. So I I grew up in the Philippines and here in the Philippines, the religion is predominantly Catholic. So there are so many rich discussions underneath that's like an onion you know like the topic of orgasms and then you peel one layer and then there are so many things to talk about and so many reasons that we would we could inspect as to why there are women who have the best sex lives ever and there are women who could not enjoy like one single orgasm or if they do they would would take them literally like an hour or they would have an orgasm like once in a blue moon like i'm not kidding when i say that there are thousands if not tens of millions of women who cannot enjoy sex who cannot let loose who cannot enjoy their own body and i wanted to dive deep into that this is a really interesting thing for me so this is something that i feel really privileged to say I feel really lucky I got I get to say this like Lord Jesus thank you so much I get to say that I come I have an orgasm like 98% of the time and that comes with great power and great responsibility all right um just full disclosure I do not encourage just um like random promiscuity. I do not encourage unsafe sex. I do not encourage sex just to get off or whatever um, for a lot of reasons. If you're going to have sex, please be sure to always be safe. Wear your condoms. If you don't know the person, get your tests done and make sure that you know you observe the proper precautionary measures to take care of yourself. Going back, 
if you didn't already know, and I don't think a lot of people really talk about this, a lot of women do not really get to enjoy the bliss of coming, like the, the release of hormones in their body during the act of sex itself. And there are so many reasons why they don't, one of which is something that I could definitely relate with, which is religious upbringing. Having grown up here in the Philippines, the predominant religion is Catholicism. And I grew up in a school where girls were taught to just be innocent and to not enjoy sex. And I know that, you know, I remember that if you were a girl and you said you enjoyed masturbating, or if you even said that you masturbated, you would get fucking judged like by everyone, even by girls, you know, because we were just like brought up in that environment where it was, I can I describe this in the best way? It was very traditional, conservative. Um, I went to a school where there were dress codes and whatever that I always tried to like um, break. I fucking hated dress codes. And we were just taught in school to kind of like, we weren't specifically taught not to enjoy sex or whatever, but it was kind of implied to not think of like lustful thoughts or it was kind of implied that if you enjoy sex, then you're a good, then you're not a good person. You're very sinful. There must be something really fucking wrong with you if you enjoy it, right? So religious upbringing definitely has, you know, a, a, I would say a major contribution as to why a lot of people don't enjoy it. I know somebody who told me that one of the women he's had sex with could not enjoy like an orgasm because she just believed it was wrong so it's not the religion itself but the values that have been passed down upon you know to women like it's it's that it's almost like being suppressed you know being told not to enjoy your body not to show too much skin and i'm not saying that there's not there's no merit to those advices at all what i'm saying is it can become deeply damaging to a woman when they can't enjoy their body they cannot be present they cannot let loose because of the belief that they have in their head about how bad sex is about how they will become unholy if they engage in the act or if they even enjoy it so that's where i think it becomes damaging now you might be wondering all right angela if you grew up in that kind of upbringing, if you grew up in that kind of like, you know, um, institution, how come you, you get to come like 98% of the time? How come you get to enjoy your fucking orgasms, bitch? Like, how the fuck? You're probably thinking that, you know? And I, you know, grew up in a broken family and I didn't have, you know, my parents imposing their shit on me at a very early age. My parents broke up when I was four. I grew up with my grandparents and it was pretty much like my way or the highway. Like I learned to direct myself at a very early age. Like I just became my own queen. You no, know, nobody was really like 
telling me that you should be this way or you should be that way. I had a lot of freedom. And being the first born as well, like it really helps. So I grew up without my parents. My mom I became an OFW and she worked overseas to provide for us. And then my dad just kind of like disappeared from the picture for a bit there. And I just didn't have my parents. So I didn't have those like values shoved down my throat. I didn't have people telling me what I could and could not wear in a sense where it's in it's in our household, you know, like a lot of a lot of women have their dads or their moms telling them that, hey, don't wear that. You can't wear that. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't really have those. And in terms of school, I was kind of like the rebel, the rebel kid. I always broke dress codes. I'm like, dress code, fuck that. You know, like I always wanted to look amazing. And, you know, I was a classic teenager. I wanted to show as much skin as I could get away with. And that's why I kind of just did not really buy into um, that kind of thinking where if you enjoy sex, you're dirty or whatever, right? And I think in a lot of religious communities, sex is seen as something that is unholy. I could not like disagree more, but that's a topic for another time. I remember this one time I had a science teacher. One day she told us, that as girls, as the women, the best gift we could give our husbands with was like our virginity. And I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, are you saying that I'm gonna work on myself and I'm gonna be a better person? And the best thing I could give someone is my fucking virginity. The, the fact that, you know, no penis has ever been inside me. I just thought that was the most ridiculous fucking thing in the whole wide world and you know I definitely um retaliated I was like that doesn't make any sense like and I questioned it you know and I feel like a lot of my classmates weren't so stupid as to like believe that statement but of course that's her own opinion and you know she has her own beliefs and I I respect that I just don't appreciate the fact that you're telling women, you're telling young women, young girls at the age of like 14, that their best asset is their hymen intact. It just did not make sense to me. Like you could be a really good person. And if you're not a virgin, then, then what? Like that's not a gift. Your kindness isn't a gift. It just fucking didn't make sense to me. But anyways, yes, I respect that opinion. I just don't think that that is an opinion that is productive to empowering young girls, if you know what I mean. So definitely, you know, the values passed down in schools, especially in religious communities, um, I feel like could be damaging to the psyche of young girls, especially when they're told, like, if you guys have watched Jane the Virgin, you know, that episode where her grandma like smashes a plate or something, was it like smashes a plate or like crumples this sheet of paper or a rose or whatever. And her grandma says that if the rose was touched or if the glass was broken, you can't really like put it back together again. And her grandma was talking about her virginity until she became a virgin for like such a long time, it was hilarious. So another reason, um, that's related to religious upbringing. 
is it's kind of implied that if you enjoy sex, then you're unholy because sex is unholy. It's just that portrayal of sex as something that is so dirty, something so filthy that if you're a decent person, then you would not dare enjoy it. You know, like, and I feel like this is the next reason is the lack of self-acceptance in the act of, you know, pleasuring yourself, like whether, whether it be masturbation or sex with a partner, when you don't really accept yourself, you become so paranoid about your insecurities. You become so fucking paranoid about the fact that like your boobs are small or your butt isn't as big as like Kylie Jenner's or whatever, right? All the silly stuff that, you know, we get insecure with. And what that does is that takes you out of the moment. So instead of you being able to like enjoy and be in the present and just like let go and feel your body, that makes you so, so aware of like, your inadequacies or what you think you're very inadequate with and that can be a deterrent that can be something that would keep you from awesome orgasms because when you're too focused on what's wrong with you or what you think is wrong with you you're gonna focus on those instead of receiving and giving pleasure self-acceptance definitely plays a big role in being able to enjoy sex and being able to have an orgasm. And this is definitely true, um, once again, for us ladies, because in the media, we constantly see a lot of pretty girls with perfect bodies and big boobs and big butts and small tummies. And we look at them and when we see that we're we're nothing like them you know we feel like there's something wrong with us and that's where you could definitely magnify the fact that you maybe haven't really accepted your flaws just yet or whatever the media thinks is a flaw that you've adapted um as a flaw in your thinking right so one of the reasons why I feel like I get to really enjoy sex so much is the fact that I love myself and I really do accept myself for who I am. Like, I accept the fact that, you know, I'm not going to be like five foot seven. I'm not going to be like a Victoria's Secret Angel or whatever. Like, I accept those facts. I accept the fact that my boobs are not like a double D's or whatever, right? And being able to just accept yourself like that allows you to relax and allows you to focus on giving and receiving pleasure and just being your body just out of your head and inside your body i would say this is another thing that's keeping people from really being able to enjoy blissful release is that so many people are loving lives that are just so fucking boring and i'm not i'm not joking like so many people are just like dead on the inside they don't feel alive 
they're in jobs that they hate that's giving them so much stress that they don't even love this is a really sensitive topic because obviously i i empathize that you know as women we have so many fucking responsibilities that we were expected to perfect you know being a wife being a mother being a manager of the house like everything and being professionals right these are really tough um roles to navigate and like you said that takes a toll on our energy that takes a toll on um whether or not we we're in the mood for sex we're in the mood to like relax and have an orgasm you know when you need to pick up the kids at school or when your husband or your boyfriend just lost his job and now you need to take another job to make ends meet it's that kind of like stress that takes real toll on your sex drive as a woman and this is the same for men as well when people are in situations where they're just so fucking bored they don't even like your their routines they don't have adventures anymore they don't feel alive that's when their sex drive also plummets down and i'm like not a sex expert but i feel like that's because when for i feel like for you to really enjoy sex you need to be in that state of like enthusiasm of like really wanting to do it and honestly like i feel like because women especially are prone to you know overextending themselves and giving to everyone else and leaving nothing for themselves i feel like that's where a lot of women start to let themselves go and once again this is like a really slippery slope i have not been in that position yet so i could not you know speak to that experience but i what i notice is that a lot of women let themselves go a lot of women kind of just like settle being mothers being wives and not really catering to their individuality anymore and so i feel like that is also one of the factors why they kind of lose that excitement for with in themselves and their excitement you know with their partners so definitely something that i haven't experienced yet i mean i'm a fucking 22 like what do i know about being a wife and a mother right but that's just one of the things that i observe because i i just look at people around me i look at you know i i ask people a lot of questions right and i'm i'm very curious and that's one of the things that i've noticed with people who've been together every day or even people who just have obligations and less things that they do for themselves and i feel like women more than men like really suffer from this because once again we're just expected to perfect so many different roles and you know there's just one of us now all these things that i've mentioned so far they're external things you know that are imposed upon us right except the self acceptance bit this is an internal one this next one and this is asexuality which 
I haven't really done my research on this yet, but I, I, if I remember correctly, this is where people just cannot enjoy sex. Um, I'm not sure if this is caused by trauma or like they have just been configured that way from when they were little or when they were born. I'm not so sure if this is like a condition. I think this is a condition. So this is like an internal thing where they just are not interested in like any sexual activity whatsoever. Um, let me just Google for a bit. I'm Googling, can asexual people have orgasms? Okay. So insider.com says, contrary to popular belief, asexuality does not equal celibacy. Asexual people and their preferences fall in the spectrum, so they're not all the same. Some of them even have sex and orgasms. Hmm. Right. Okay. So apparently being asexual typically means that they're not really super interested in any sexual contact with a lot of, with other people, but they may from time to time engage in sexual activities, whether alone or with partners. So I just put asexuality here because um, this is more of an assumption, if I'm being honest. I'm just not sure how you can fully enjoy an orgasm when you don't, you know, you don't engage with with other people. So feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, once again, I put asexuality here, and this is totally an assumption. What's not an assumption is this next one. It's very simple. They just do not fucking communicate what they like or don't like, right? And I feel like this is. This has to do with, with the fact that in a lot of places around the world, sex is still taboo. Now, sex is still a topic that not a lot of people talk about. Sex is still a topic that is kind of like awkward to talk about, especially with a person that you're doing it with. And it's not like there are like sex gurus all around the globe that people can just go to in their communities. It's not typically like that. So I don't blame people for not being able to communicate what they like or don't like. You know, there's a lot of shame, a lot of guilt wrapped around the pleasure of sex, the pleasure of orgasms. Okay, so, so far we've been talking about the reasons why people don't enjoy the release. In a while, we're going to be talking about how to solve these problems right and obviously this is not expert advice these are just suggestions from my experience and suggestions i've given other people that have worked for them that i hope would also work for you if you are someone who is having a hard time orgasming you know if you're because i honestly feel i'm not lying like i promise you i feel like if you're not enjoying orgasms on a regular basis like i genuinely feel like you are missing out on one of the best stress relievers that nature has given us like i fucking swear you have more orgasms you're going to be in a better mood you are going to be able to relax more be in your body more you know be more present be more loving i just feel like you know orgasms can definitely um help lead us to world peace all right now, going back to the communication problem, this is something that is not just 
um, common in women, but also in men, right? A lot of men don't communicate what they like, what they don't like. And with men, this is interesting because sometimes, or a lot of the times, it has to do with like a Mary and Madonna complex where they see their partner, you know, their wives, their girlfriends as a Mary, someone they would spend the rest of their lives with, someone that they cannot like abuse or just like fuck, right? Someone they cannot fuck. Their wives, their girlfriends are women to make love to. They're not women to just like take advantage of and like fuck her pussy and then fucking leave her. So there's that Mary and Madonna divide. And I've read from um, Esther Perel's book, Meeting in Captivity, that this kind of like, is this like a syndrome or whatever? This thing, the Mary and Madonna complex with guys, kind of like really sets off after they've just witnessed their wives or their girlfriends getting, I'm not getting, but giving birth to their children, right? It's when the wife, it's when the girlfriend becomes a mother that guys kind of feel, yes, they feel love towards these women that they're with. They also feel like they cannot be their primal selves that just wants to fuck, right? Because let's face it, guys have this primal side to them where they just want to fuck you and they just want to come inside you. Like they just want to release, you know, like guys are still guys. They still want to fuck. They have this side to them that's so animalistic and so primal and they want to let that out, especially the alpha ones. So definitely this is not just, you know, a, a Um, more of a women or a men kind of problem. This is for both sexes. When two people don't communicate what they like or don't like, they're more prone to seek it outside of that relationship, right? Because they, they, they don't feel like they can talk about it with their partners for some reason. You know, it, once again, I feel like one of the reasons why a lot of people have trouble communicating what they like or what they don't like it's because there's so much shame and guilt and fear around judgment not that like when a guy says i want to fuck you like a whore he might fear that the woman is gonna think that is so beastly and disgusting or whatever and then if another on like a woman's side if she says that you know she wants to be tied up or whatever that he would think that she's a slut Right. So there's so much fear around being judged. And I definitely am not blaming both sexes for not being able to communicate. But, you know, I'm being very observant here. That's definitely one of the reasons why not a lot of people can say that they orgasm a lot or they enjoy orgasms like for real, for real. Because coming and enjoying an orgasm are two different things just because you came just because you ejaculated just because you had an orgasm doesn't mean that you enjoy it so these are two different scenarios two different circumstances and lastly right so there's so many reasons why obviously um but this is going to be the last one that i'm going to be talking about here that is that people are just not really into their sexual partner you know 
and especially for women and sometimes like gay people who are more in their feminine i feel like this is more true for you guys too when you're not connected to your partner psychologically having an orgasm or like being able to fully have that release and enjoy it is a long shot i know this because when i had sex with this really hot guy that i met in thailand i don't know if he enjoyed it but i definitely didn't just because i did not feel any connection any emotional connection towards that person and obviously women have sex more psychologically than men do with men you could just show them like a beautiful body or like playboy magazines and boom they're ready to go but women are not like that women need connection women need to feel safe women need to feel like they trust their partner and have that psychological safety and that connection and even like affection to be able to really get off so those are the the observations that i had around people being uptight not being able to let go now what's the use of just discussing problems right um if you guys know me uh, i i love talking about problems but i've learned to also focus on the solutions so i do have a couple of suggestions if you're someone who you know is a little bit rigid in that sense where you may have you may have had beliefs or repulsion or deep-seated trauma around i don't know like whatever right if you have whatever that just hinders you from truly enjoying and achieving like a powerful orgasm so i'm gonna be speaking from my experience once again i am not a sex expert i just want to help a sister out the first one of the first things that i would suggest you to have if you really want to enjoy you know this amazing god-given gift be confident in your own skin right and a lot of people say that you know be confident blah 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 but i mean it like really be confident in your own skin and what that means is accepting yourself accepting your flaws you know seeing yourself as somebody who's sexy somebody who's beautiful and owning the aspects of you that you don't even like right so for example i have a scar on my stomach right and before it really made me nervous to like just get naked with a guy because i have like this ugly scar on my stomach that i got when i was 10 years old and they had to like take my intestines out so that was something that like made me so self-conscious and just not confident like being naked around a guy for, for quite a while and the moment i started to be confident in my body and to just like accept myself and accept my flaws, my unique quirks and imperfections, I was able to like really fucking enjoy sex more because I'm not focused on what's wrong with me. I'm not focused on 
the things that I feel like are going to get judged. You know, I don't focus on the things I feel like are shameful. I focus on me feeling sexy and me feeling like I just want to fucking give this guy like the best sex he's ever had. I just want to have the best fucking sex ever. Like I'm able to like really focus on that because I've accepted myself and I'm, I'm really fucking confident in my own skin now. And when you're confident in your own skin, that's also when you can really tap into the energy of play. And let me tell you, when you are just playful, when you're just like not serious, when you're just like having fun and moving your body in a way that feels good to you, that is a turn on in itself. That's going to turn you on. That's going to turn on your partner. And that allows you to take your mind off of the things that, you know, you don't really want to think about, like stresses of your day, your imperfections, like whatever, right? Being in the energy of play helps you just be in your body more so you can feel the sensations, feel the touch, feel the amazing moment and be embodied, right? It allows you to enjoy your body in a way that it was meant to be enjoyed. Because honestly, if if sex wasn't supposed to feel this good, like it wouldn't, but it was supposed to feel this good. And knowing that that's how God or the universe is intended for things to be, knowing that pleasure is okay, knowing that sex is holy, because sex is holy, right? Knowing those things definitely eases the guilt and not just knowing in a way that's like, yeah, I understand it mentally, but really understanding it in your body. It helps in just easing the guilt and easing the shame that's wrapped around sexual arousal or the climax or this, the concept of sex itself. One of the things that has helped me personally, like really fucking enjoy sex is communication, communicating what I like what I didn't like if he was like rubbing the wrong spot and he was trying to reach for my clit, but he was like at a totally different spot. Like these things, yeah, they, they're really awkward at first. Like there were even times that I would just have, like I, I for example, like I want it to be like a, a harder sex, right? Or rougher sex. Like that desire gets trapped in my throat and I couldn't verbalize it sometimes. Sometimes even I still get shy, right? And that's totally fine. Like, I would suggest maybe starting out with small things like, hey, I really like it when you do this. Like, starting out with the things that you like, um, that you like when the other person does. So this is definitely something that has helped me personally in my sex life. And I promise you, uh, I currently have like sex once or twice or even thrice a day. And yeah, you might say it's because, you know, I'm with someone who's new and we really click well. But even we know this is not normal. You know, this like people do not just have sex twice or thrice a day. And I feel like it's because I was able to communicate what I liked, what I didn't like. I was able to own my voice and express myself because not just like express myself in a sexual way but express myself exp express my 
authority and my responsibility for my pleasure. So many people have sex or so many people try to get off and they pass their responsibility for their own pleasure to another person. Like, hey, this is my body, make me come, you know? And I, I don't feel like it works like that. I feel like if you want to make the most out of it, you need to communicate. You need to like own your body and you need to take responsibility for your own pleasure. It's not going to be like a guy and he's going to figure out your body like he's figuring out like a game on a PS5. I don't think that's how it works. Just me personally. So I feel like if you're a man, you're a woman, definitely take charge and own up to your responsibility to have pleasure yourself. You know, it's not just going to be given to you on a silver platter by this person who will try their best to figure out your own body okay of course aside from communication i'm connected to someone you know i'm connected with a partner that i trust and i'm i have affection for this is gonna be um i don't think everyone's gonna agree with this but personally for me i do i cannot have casual sex i just cannot right i would not enjoy it I cannot have sex with someone that I don't feel connected to. I don't cannot have sex with someone that I don't have physical, mental, emotional, and sexual attraction for. I just cannot. You know, I have really high standards. I would call myself a sapiosexual and a demisexual if you don't know what those do mean. Sapiosexual is when you are attracted to someone when they're really intelligent. You know, you're attracted to intellect. And demisexual is when you're attracted to someone based on emotions. Like you need that emotional connection before you get attracted to someone. I would definitely say I'm both. So having that connection with a partner definitely helps because I promise you I've had sex with guys, like just two other guys that I did not have any connection with. That I did not, you know, like I just wasn't emotionally invested in and i promise you it doesn't matter where we had sex it doesn't matter how good they were in bed i did not enjoy it so once again that's me learning what i liked and what i didn't like i definitely learned a lot from those experiences and now i can communicate that you know i can communicate that not just with myself but with a partner i can say hey, I need to get to know you a little bit more before, you know, I would be comfortable sharing my body with you or being intimate with you. And lastly, I would say that the biggest, one of the biggest things that allows me to just really own the pleasure and own my body and like own the responsibility to, to have fun and to enjoy all these activities is that I love myself enough to allow myself to have fun. And when you do that, when you love yourself enough and you allow yourself to have fun, then it all becomes play. You know, it's not like I need to orgasm or I need to make my partner orgasm. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be a no pressure thing, right? And all the pressure is going to be lifted off. Like you're not going to feel like you need to make this person come or that you need to come. You're not going to feel like you need to fake your orgasm. If you put yourself in a position or in a state where you're just thinking, I just want to have fun, like just fun, right? It's nothing that serious because 
the moment you pressure yourself, the moment you think you need to perform, that's when it doesn't become fun anymore. And that's when you don't really get to enjoy the experience, right? The goal really isn't to just have an orgasm. The goal is also to enjoy the moment and enjoy your partner and enjoy being inside, you know, like being within your body, enjoying the sensations. It's not, it's not always just, oh, I want to have an orgasm. Sometimes it's also sharing that moment with yourself, having that like intimacy with someone that you love, someone that you care for, someone that you trust, and being able to connect yourself in that way. So folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to be um, diving deep into a lot more things in the future. So make sure you, you tune in to Pussy Power. And if you guys ever want to write to me, just message me. If you have things that you want me to talk about, make sure you write to Angela at fussypower.live. All right. I will see you on my next episode. And I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Acid Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Electric Acid.